Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're here today. October, we're using Catherine Ponder's book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, and she's delineated 10 specific spiritual principles that you can use them with intention, with some clarity, to see greater financial prosperity, greater abundance in your life. It's almost like an encyclopedia of metaphysical abundance, and so, uh, so you might want to check that book out yourself. I chose it because no matter where you are at your current level of abundance, however you're feeling about your financial freedom right now, one or more of these spiritual laws can help you progress further along that spectrum of abundance. But before we get started, I'd like to dispel some myths about prosperity as it relates to spirituality. A lot of people have that lingering notion that prosperity is not spiritual, a belief that it's more righteous somehow to be poor or to be struggling, a belief that wanting to live a comfortable and easy life is somehow incompatible with or or at odds with living a spiritual life. And I, I just want to assure you uh, that's just made up stuff. That, as they say, is fake news. My personal belief, and I think it's backed up well in, in Scripture in all manner of ways, is that it's God's good pleasure for us to be prosperous. Our prosperity does not come at the expense of other people because this is an infinite universe. There's enough truly for everyone to live a life of comfort as long as we can accept that into our own lives. And I, I, I wanted to do a reading. You know, I'm not necessarily one on Bible quotes very much, but I had the honor of doing a memorial not too long ago, and I wanted to share something that I read at the memorial. And at the time, I had not thought about it at all as a piece on prosperity. So I would like you to put on your fresh set of ears today. And listen to me read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul, guides me along the right paths in his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I need not fear For you are with me, your rod and your staff are here to comfort me. You prepare a table before me, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love follows me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." This is God's plan for us. It isn't to live in lack. It isn't somehow to have to struggle with our life. I lack nothing, and I'm led to lay down in green pastures, beside quiet waters, guided along the right paths. Even on the darkest day, I need not fear, for Spirit is with me. 
Spirit prepares a table before me, anointing my head with oil, my cup overflowing. This is the promise for all the days of my life that I shall dwell in this house of prosperity and good. And so if you ever come to believe some of the lies of the world that somehow somehow we're meant to suffer or that that somehow lack is some natural state of humanity please know that these are things that humans have made up over the years made up perhaps to feel better about our own perceived inadequacies maybe even invented with some ulterior motives i i don't know where those ideas where those false beliefs come from but i do know without question in my own heart and through the great scriptures of the world that it is god's good pleasure to share all with us that we all might lead lives of prosperity where where our needs are met and we live comfortably my goal this month is to share with you some of the spiritual principles by which we might achieve that intention that seems so clear to me all right so we've covered that god intends for our needs to be met that our cup is supposed to be full even running over how does god intend this to happen what's the plan here how does it work and so i'll cover the first of these laws of prosperity from catherine ponder the first one the basic law she calls a law of radiation and attraction and she puts it this way what we radiate out into the world is multiplied and then attracted back to us so there are a couple words here that i want to spend just a, a few moments talking about so what does she mean by radiate out we're not radiators in that physical sense right although some of us are a little hotter blooded than others and sometimes you can feel the radiation but i think she intends this more in that colloquial term of what we put out so it's our our thoughts it's our words it's our deeds it's everything that we put out into the world the vibe that we give off the thoughts that we have our our intentions that we put forth and then of course what comes out of our mouth is a, a radiation outward and then our deeds too what we physically take action on in the world all of these she would say is what we're radiating out and then the law simply magnifies what we radiate out and returns it to us it's like one of those mirrors that you've encountered where the image coming back is even bigger than the one going out and so her plan her idea this enumeration of this law of prosperity is that if i put out a lot of love i'm going to get even more love back if i put out that intention of prosperity that belief in comfort that that sense of being calm and financially free if that's what i'm putting out that gets magnified and comes back to me and it works with love it works with time it works with health it works with whatever we're putting out into the world our beliefs our thoughts our actions the words that we say they simply get magnified they get intensified and are returned to us so that's the basic law of radiation what we put out and then attraction that then is attracted back to us 
And you know, I like to think of it almost like a magnet. And she talks about our magnetic nature, our magnetic consciousness too. And I know you've all experienced that idea of magnets working in the world, right? You hold a magnet over iron filings and the magnet isn't like trying to attract it simply does attract. It simply calls forward to bring those iron filings to it. It doesn't have to work hard. It's its nature. And Catherine Ponder says, likewise, it's our actual nature to be an attractor. That emanation that we put out, that, that radiation of light, of love, of goodness that we put out, it's our very nature then to attract it back to us. So in a sense, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to be anything extraordinary, right? It's our very nature to be attracting to us. We don't even have to work at it as long as what we're radiating is in alignment with what we want to have more of. All right. So some of you are saying, as you should be, if it's that easy... Why is it not working for me? And I think to illustrate that, I, I have a joke for you. So shortly after getting married, a young couple set a financial goal for themselves. They then carefully budgeted, scrimped, they saved for many years working towards that specific goal. Well, one day the wife was going over their financial records and she told her husband some grand news. Honey, We've finally got enough money to buy what we started saving for way back in 1995. You mean it? We can really get that brand new BMW, he asked. No, said his wife, but we can get a 1995 BMW. And so what stands in the way of our abundance, what stands in the way of our true financial freedom, it's the beliefs that we have. It's what's interfering with that natural magnetism we have. We, we have something in mind, but then our own thoughts and beliefs act like a distancer. It's like we're, we're putting our good further and further away from us and our ability to attract it back to us just gets more difficult. It's not working because we're interfering with that natural attractiveness. We're plugging up our flow of good. In fact, my little joke, my example of a joke, illustrates one of the things that very often keeps our good at a distance, and that is that we really have to work hard for it, that we have to be deserving of it, that it requires us to uh, go to outlandish lengths in order to obtain our good. And when we view it as being difficult, when we view it as being out there, when we view it as some long-term, barely obtainable goal, the trouble is that's the vibe we're putting out. That's the, the manifestation that we're then calling back to us, that it's going to take a long time, that it's going to be a struggle, that it will be difficult for us to get it. The universe only knows how to respond to that radiation, what we think, what we believe, what we talk about, what we do in the world. And if that gets, uh, what do I want to say, muddied up with what we don't want to have happen, our results become diminished. 
We may in our heart of hearts know that we are abundant, that we want to have the good life. And at the same time, if what we're radiating out is that life is a struggle, that we have to work super hard, and even then we're not guaranteed of success. If what we're emanating out is my family has never been very successful, and and as much as I struggle, I'm unlike, do you see where I'm going with this, right? All of the little things that we think and believe about money, about success, about our careers, about the likelihood of us achieving our goals, all of that, all of that gets mixed into that radiation effect, that, that what we're putting out there, that flavor of our magnetism. And so we're giving mixed messages to the universe. On the one hand, we, we picture ourselves living a good life, and then on the other hand, right, what comes out of our mouths and out of our minds in terms of thinking can be just the opposite of that. It's no wonder that literally we're putting our good, we're putting the good life, we're putting our success at arm's length, that tantalizing glimpse of what we ought to have, of what we might have at arm's length because of all the things that we say and that we do and that we believe that keeps it out there instead of right here. So how do we apply this law? It's not too hard really and I'd like to quickly enumerate three steps for using this law of what she calls radiation and attraction in a more positive way. And we'll continue on with this a bit more next week, but I want to give you the basics today. First of all, you need to clarify what prosperity means to you. You have to be able to radiate out in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our words, and in our deeds what it is that we want to have or experience. And so we better know what that is, right? I have heard people just say, I'm going to leave it all up to God. And, and I would say to you, well, you've been leaving it up to God. Why would you expect any changes then, right? If you want to have the more abundant life, if you want to live with a greater degree of prosperity, no problem there, right? The 23rd Psalm was very clear. There's no reason why we should not live in those green pastures. No problem with that. But I would suggest that what you're putting out what you're emanating, what that radiation of you right now is a reflection of how you're living right now. And so you are leaving it up to God. If you wish to receive more, if you wish to have a more comfortable life, you need to begin imagining that more comfortable life. You need to be able to visualize it. You need to be able to enumerate and talk about that new life that you might have. That's how we begin to radiate that new state of affairs that will be magnified and come back to us. The second thing that we need to do is to eliminate any negative radiations. What are you putting out that might tend to stymie your efforts at greater abundance or affluence? Do you often talk about how poor you are or how poor you feel? Do you talk about the lack of opportunities for yourself? Do you talk about a diminishment in your finances? Are you actively worried in thought and an emotional impact about your finance? 
You see, whenever you do those things, you're adding them to that radiation. That's what you're putting out in the world is fear of loss. It's a belief in lack. And when you do that, that too, sadly, is magnified and can return to you. Now, some of you are saying, well, but that's just the way it is. That is my life right now. I am getting overdue bills in the mail. I, I am currently underpaid for managing my finances, right? How should I deny reality? Well, you see, there's a difference between taking care of business, dealing with your life as it is, and what you're putting out in order to receive more of. Certainly, we need to pay our bills. We need to make arrangements for our life as it is. But we don't need to spend all of our mental, emotional, and physical energy continuing that. And so even as a part of us is taking care of what's going on right now and recognizing and doing what's necessary to secure our finances and our place in the world, the bulk of our time, the, the largest part of that, uh, that radiation should be of fullness, of joy, of love, of peace, of the expansion and the intention for expansion of our good finances. That place to start of eliminating our negative radiations is really important. Do we talk up a storm with our friends about lack and trouble of financial woes? A good place to start would be right there. Let's eliminate some of those negative thoughts and beliefs, words and deeds going out into the world. Not negating that we have to take care of business, but absolutely removing that chatter around competition and, uh, and trouble and lack. The third part of applying this law, then, is to proactively radiate what you want. So we covered in step one the idea of clarifying what you want. What does prosperity, what does abundance look like to you? In step two, we've eliminated, hopefully, as much of our negative thinking and speaking and deeds as we can. And then step three is to proactively radiate what you want to have multiplied and returned. And so our thoughts, what thoughts radiate what I want? Our words, what should I say to bolster up that reaction from the divine? What, what can I say that plays up what I desire to experience in the world? And then finally, our deeds, what should I do to radiate what I want? What can I do to prime the pump? What can I do in the world through my thoughts, through my words, and through my deeds to illustrate what I would choose to have more of in the world, my sense of abundance? And I want to use an example that came up not too long ago. I was working with someone a few months ago, and the topic of prosperity came up. And, and you know, she's really doing so well financially but she mentioned, you know, that's not all there is to prosperity. She said, what I really would like to have more of is more free time. That sense of the luxury of just spending a day in my own home and curled up reading a book or something. She said, I'm always so incredibly busy. What with my social life, uh, well, these days on Zoom. <laughs> in fact, she and I were on Zoom, right? But she said, between my social life and between the many, many hours 
hours that I put in at work, I feel like where I'm really lacking is just the time to sit back and relax. And I said, well, are you scheduling it? And she said, well, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, it seems to me you're doing everything you can to put out there that there should be more busyness, that there should be more socializing. You, you've got all that scheduled in your calendar, I bet. And she said, well, yeah, that's true. I said, well, that's what you're putting out. That, believe it or not, are those intentions that you're setting out there. Have you thought about putting out there that there is free time for you? That there is that ability to curl up with a book. Have you talked to your friends about that? How much you enjoy just curling up with a good book? Is that the kind of thing that's coming out of your mouth? Or is what's coming out of your mouth how busy I am and how active I am and how I never have a minute to myself? Right? So these particular laws of abundance not only work for the abundance that goes into our pocketbook or our bank accounts, they work for the abundance of other things that we might desire as well, whether it's free time, whether it's love, whether it's connection with other people. Truly, that which we wish to have more of needs to be something that we're freely giving away. And when I say giving away, uh, of course, it can be in the physical world, right? One of the reasons in Science of Mind that we believe in the notion of tithing or giving back to our spiritual sources, it's a way that physically we're showing that we wish to have our own finances multiplied and returned to us by offering something on Sunday to our spiritual source. It's a way of uh, priming that pump, a way of creating that outward flow, knowing that it is multiplied and returned. But it could easily be the idea of love. Often I've worked with people who really wish they had a significant other or more friends in their lives. And again, I ask them, well, how are you putting the love out? And they describe to me what their life is like. And, and it seems so clear to me that what they're putting out is a longing for love rather than love. <laughs> do, you, do you see the difference there? So often what we're putting out is, is the lack, the feeling of missing something, how I wish I had more money, how I wish I had more love, how I'm almost pining away for the, the loving companionship that I desire. And so what we're giving away, what we're presenting to the world is the very nature of lack itself. Instead, if we want more love in our lives, it's love that I give out. It's interacting with the people that I come in contact every day with great compassion, with great love. And when our heart opens, when we, when we smile, when we bring joy to the people around us, when that, that radiation that comes off of us is sweet and loving and joyous, that's what gets multiplied. That is what makes you irresistible. That is what commands that law of attraction to give back to you the love that you desire. And so it is with love. So it is with leisure time. So it is with your finances. We need to be prepared to give off, give up, give out, emanate, radiate exactly what it is that we wish to have returned to us. And my observation so often is that we actually radiate out the 
opposite of what we want. The radiation is one of woundedness or victimhood. The radiation is one of lack or, uh, or one of financial peril. That's not what we want more of. And so it is that problem, right? We have to deal with our lives as they are right now, recognizing the truth of it. We have created this world the way it is right now, and we must function in it to our best ability. And at the same time, we become so very aware of where we would prefer to be the level of love, of joy, of peace, of abundance that we would like to see in our hearts, and then very intentionally we make sure that that's what we're putting out. In our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds, we live the abundant life. Then that is surely returned to us. So let me summarize very quickly. We learned that it's God's good pleasure for us to be prosperous. You need look no further than the 23rd Psalm if you want to see God giving us and promising us the good life. We learned that the basic law of prosperity simply says that what we radiate out is multiplied and then through our own attractive power is returned to us. What we put out comes back to us. That which we give, we surely receive even more of. We also learned that we naturally attract prosperity unless, unless somehow we've interfered with that by putting out the negative vibe, the lacking vibe, that, that victimhood kind of thinking. When we put that out, it interferes with our natural ability to live the good life. And finally, we've learned how to apply this law through clarity, around what it is we wish to experience, the elimination of our thoughts, our words, and our deeds that would interfere with that, and then a positive radiation, really putting out into the world what you choose to have your life look like. Is it love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it more abundance? Is it financial security? When I put that vibe out, when I believe it, when I think it, when I speak it, when I act on it, that activates this initial basic law of prosperity. The universe simply conspires to return to you more of what you've put out. Well, I do have some homework for you today. I want you to tackle just this first part of those three simple steps I talked about. And you can do this in your journaling. You can do this in your contemplation. But I would like you to think about what prosperity truly means to you. I'd like you to have some clarity around how your life would be different if you were more prosperous. Would your living situations be more comfortable? Would your sense of economic security be heightened? Would you have plans made for your retirement or would there be money left over to go back to school? What is it? And, and be specific in your journaling and your contemplation. How would you visualize your life as different if your world was more prosperous? And we're going to use that, this little bit of homework, we're going to follow through into next week. 
then we're going to start putting together a plan using some of the other spiritual principles of abundance so that you might achieve those goals. But first, first, we have to clarify what the goals are. Well, I'm going to close today with a, a reading from the book here and, uh, and also a treat because this particular chapter ends with a prayer. Now, it's not a, it's not a perfect science of mind five-step treatment, so I hope you don't mind. But nonetheless, it's a lovely prayer and I thought I would read it to you. She says, at this point, don't be too concerned about the theory of radiation and attraction. Just begin accepting it Begin using it as a prosperity secret. All of these prosperity laws stated throughout this book are various ways of invoking the basic law of radiation and attraction. You will find your use of them a delightful, exciting, fascinating, and richly rewarding process. I now invite you to begin soaring forth through the pages of this book, reminding yourself of these truths in this prayer. I am an irresistible magnet with the power to attract unto myself everything that I divinely desire according to my thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures. I constantly entertain and radiate my new life. I am the center of my universe. I have the power to create whatsoever I wish. I attract whatever I radiate. I attract whatever I mentally choose and accept. I begin choosing and mentally accepting the highest and best in my life right now. I choose and accept health, success, happiness, I now choose lavish abundance for myself, my friends, my family, and for all mankind. This is a rich and a friendly universe, and I dare to accept its riches, its hospitality, and to enjoy my life starting today. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.